0: Welcome back to Misunderstood, everybody. I'm your host, Rachel Yucatel. I've always been fascinated by scandals in the media and the cleanup, so to speak, how a celebrity or a public figure can do something bad or at least seems bad, and their PR team comes in and shifts the narrative. We've seen it done successfully, and we've seen it all fall flat and fail miserably. Today, I got to talk to a PR expert, Zach Tepperman. He has helped build careers, helped shape them, and occasionally helped resurrect them. I love Zach's approach to PR. He really takes a no bullshit attitude towards something that can seem like a lot of BS. He gives practical advice on how to do your own PR for your business or brand or just for you. You don't have to be a big celebrity or have a lot of money. He walks us through it all and you might be surprised at what he says. We get his expert opinion on how PR could help people like Britney Spears, Will Smith and Kanye with their next moves. He exposes the truth behind PR stunts, how social media is an integral part of his job and how what we see or read may not always be the truth when it comes to celebrities. I've known some PR people in my time and what caught my attention was that he really thinks outside the box and prides himself on knowing his clients. And he told us one crazy story about when he was his own client and got a single on the charts with zero singing ability Just to kind of prove a point that he could make anyone famous. You're gonna love this episode. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Zach Tepperman. Tupperman, Thank you so much for joining me on Misunderstood.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Rachel.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. So how did you even get into PR? I know you had a background in being a DJ in Canada. Let's start there.
1: Yeah no I uh I used to be a radio DJ worked all the way in Canada to Yellowknife if you even know where Yellowknife is a little bit below the north pole um had a good show there you know me and all the 50 people that lived there um worked out in Miami worked around LA all over the place in radio used to go down and you know I was on the other side of the media interviewing everybody on the red carpets and everything like that and uh I had a conversation with a guy named Martin Sheen at the 2009 uh Toronto Film Festival and him and his publicist at that time said, Hey, you've got a good uh, spirit to you. Why don't you come down to Hollywood and get into PR? So I said, Fuck it. All right, let's do it. And I uh, quit radio the next day. moved down to Hollywood, um, turned a three-month contract into, uh, you know, a four-year deal with that PR firm that was representing him. At that time, we had, you know, the TV show Glee and all this other fun stuff, uh, Jersey Shore, et cetera, et cetera. We had all the big hot stars. Um, And then after four years at this other company, I said, you know what, I want to change some stuff in this industry up. And uh, I don't want to just work with uh, celebrities. I don't want to just work with musicians. I want to work with them all. And I started my own company, branched off, started ZTPR, and expanded uh, across the US, Canada, into Switzerland, Australia, you name it. Uh, we have a hand somewhere.
0: That's amazing. What gave you the confidence in those four years that you knew that you could go out on your own? Like, did you have clients that only wanted to be with you? Like, what was that? moment of pure confidence that you're like, I don't need anyone else.
1: You know what? It was, uh, I got close to a lot of clients. So I had that stability that I kind of knew, you know, if I went on my own, I had clients that would follow. But Mm -hmm. at that time, this is again in about 2013, 2014, There was only PR firms there that really did celebrities or just did music or just did food or restaurants or tech. There was nobody really crossing over except for the agents that crossed over. And so I was like, you know, I bring a client to New York and I'd be like, hey, where do they go to eat? Okay, this restaurant, call up the restaurant's PR and be like, hey, can we bring so-and-so in? And they'd be like, yeah, for sure. Take a photo with the chef. And I'm like, why am I not representing the restaurant also? And that way I could double dip. And so having this kind of concept that nobody else was doing, I was like, you know what? I'm either going to make it or I'm going to fail miserably. And uh, luckily for me, uh, it all worked out and uh, became one of the first companies to be able to do that. So it was great.
0: Yeah. So what you're saying is really important. I feel like PR has changed so much in the last couple of decades. It was all about celebrities And it's interesting because I feel like when we looked at um, celebrities that were mostly actors, right, because that's what a celebrity was at the time. It's kind of like we didn't know who they were as a person because there was no social media. So you only knew who they represented on camera. And for the most part, you really liked them if they were, you know, someone that that was in a movie that, you know, they were America's sweetheart or they were a villain based on their character. But you didn't see much of like the behind the scenes, who they were married to, what they look like at the grocery store. So I feel like it has completely changed now. And there's so many different facets of PR. And that's kind of what I wanted to get into. I know you do, you know, a number of different like options when you represent someone. So what are the things that you guys specialize in?
1: Honestly, I, I like working with anybody that has a story to tell. Uh, and that's the key thing. And, you know, some people say, oh, I don't have a story. Everybody's got a story. And you said it best, you know, back in the day used to be, you know, the publicist was hiding behind the scenes and you really didn't get to know somebody except what you saw on TV. So I like working with people that have that story to tell. So I don't care. You, it's great that you're an actress. It's great that you own a company. It's great that you do this, but tell me. Are you into charity? Are you into animals? Do you like doing yoga? Do you like, you know, what do you do on your weekends? Tell me everything about you that has nothing to do with what you do professionally. And I like working with the people that want to kind of expand and grow their brands um, into, you know, different demographics. I don't want somebody that's just one mindset, one way, because... That's no fun for me. And uh, so that's kind of where my passion comes from, is really watching people grow beyond and using this new sense of PR through social media and other means to kind of get their name out there and them to be able to do other things. Like I have a musician right now. He's a big, huge musician, but... He wants to do a t-shirt company. He wants to do a waterline. He wants to do charity. So let's start branching you off into those things and let's get the public to learn who you are so that way you're a real person. Because I always say, you know what, you can have the best product, service, doesn't matter what you do. If nobody knows about you, are you really the best? And the thing is, if somebody can latch onto something about you, they might not like what you were on TV. They might not like your music. But if they, you, you know, you're know you a single mother, oh, my God, I'm a single mother. I, I can really relate to her. Now you've got a fan that's going to follow you through everything else you do, and you can put out whatever you want, and they're still going to buy into it.
0: Right. I think that's so important. So how, um, how much of it, though, is people – do people come to you and they say – Okay, here's who I am. Here are all the bits to me, right? And they hand that all to you. And then they're, are, are they like, I want you to come up with my story and what will make me famous? Or for the or do people really have a sense of who they are and just want you to get them some money for? It?
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it, both types come to us. Some people just mm-hmm. want to be famous whenever they're, you know famous uh, is in their mind. Some other people just want to branch off and do other things because they're already famous. And some people, you know, they, they see that other people are doing PR. They're like, why is the media not talking about me? And they come to me and they go, I don't know what my story is. Can you form that story for me? And that's what we do. We kind of dive into their life and, you know, it's like, great, you have this big company but what did you do to get that company? Did you bootstrap yourself? Did you work hard long hours to be able to make the money to then start? Well, that's part of your story. Other people are trying to do that. So we kind of dive in and we, you know, kind of help brand them and whatever they are doing and what their goals are. Some people have like a three month plan and goals. Some people are like, you know what, in the next year I want to own two or three companies. Well, okay. How do we get to that point?
0: So I think it's really important what you're saying, and people really hear this, that you could have a great product, you could have a great story, you could, you know, whatever you're doing could be amazing, but unless... unless people are listening or watching or seeing it, it literally is worthless. And that's why you need a PR person, right? I mean, I think there are so many people that think that they don't need one or think it's bullshit or think it's just an expense that they don't need. But that is really why people need PR, to get the eyeballs or the listeners to your product, to your business, to your whoever you are, correct? Correct.
1: Exactly, it's like I said. You you could walk by a billboard and you see a billboard. How many billboards do you actually stop and you actually know what it's all about? But if you yeah. see a billboard where you actually have heard about the person somewhere else, now you're mm-hmm. a little bit more connected. So PR is that. It's you know you could put out a million ads on Facebook, but if nobody knows who you are, you know they're just seeing an ad and they're clicking by.
0: Right, and then, and people, you need to connect the dots. Okay, I want to talk about some of the facets you have. You do. Media relations. You do social and digital media. You do influencer relations, creative services, and writing services. So I want to talk about a couple of these. Let's talk about um, influencer relations first. I've always been very curious about this. So I have a name that's well known. I'm not an influencer, but I look on. So I don't really care about my Instagram. You and I will have to talk later about it because maybe I need to hire you, but. There are these girls or guys that are influencers that have a million, five million, is followers. I have no idea who these millions of followers are, because if I ask anyone, no one's ever heard of them. But they have they're living in, you know, three million dollar homes, ten million dollar homes, driving cars, doing all this stuff and talking about how much they have. Is this a real thing? I don't. I don't understand it. And explain it to me. <laughs>
1: it's a lot of bullshit. Um, straight up. I mean, it's like you know, fake it till you make it. I guess. Um okay. A lot of these people, you know, diving in. I, Influencers, I mean, I rep some influencers, so I, I can't knock on influencers. Um, I think niche influencers are great. You know, like if you're a mummy blogger and you're pushing out mom products, like this is the best carrier. This is helping my, me. Here's some lactation cookies or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you're connecting to your audience, you know who you are. But if you're somebody like you said, that's, oh, look at my car. Oh, look at this trip. Look at this. Look at this party, blah, blah, blah. I think it's a lot of bullshit. I think uh, they have, you know, somebody that's paying paying for it on the back end. Um, I mean, you're paying attention, you're noticing them. So I guess they're getting, you know, they're doing something right. Um, but I do think it's a lot of fakeness. I don't know how long that's going to last for them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, the the cars, the, the mansions, I mean, I know some influencers that have like 20 million influencers, but they live in a house with 20 other, you know, females or males, and they all split the rent. So yeah, if rents $20,000 a month great you know we can all split it um and we can all pretend like we live in a big mansion um so yeah i think sentence, I, I think there's a lot of bullshit that's out there um i think it's up to you know you and i and other people to really dive deep and be like all right this person's a pretender and this person's not and right. i think that's who you let influence you or not and are you saying you're not an influencer but you are i mean you 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 have your show you have your history you have everything you've done what you're wearing what you're talking about all that you're a walking brand whether you like it or not and that's what people those are the best influencers are the ones that are real and the ones that are natural about it that aren't actually selling you something they're the people that are just living their life and you're being like oh i like her outfit can you link me that outfit because i really like what you're wearing
0: Holiday parties have started, you guys, and it's sometimes hard to make your health a priority when you're running around, not eating so healthy, or maybe having one too many drinks. Holiday parties have started, and it's some, sometimes hard to make your health a priority when you're running around, not eating so healthy, and maybe having one too many drinks. My digestion can get messed up. My immune system also can get messed up and I need to make sure to take care of myself so I can enjoy the holidays with my friends and family. I gave AG1 a try because I know it supports my entire body and covers my nutritional basis every day. It keeps my gut health in check, boosts my energy and immune support system. The best part is it's a supplement that actually tastes great. Now you guys have made a priority to try this for one month to see if I notice any results. And I will tell you, let me start with the taste. The taste is great. Um, which was always really surprising to me because I'm not a person who likes to, you know, start with a morning beverage, so to speak like this. Um, I can actually, you know, feel the energy that I get from this, especially now that I've been taking it for a month. And I really like the vitamins that I've been taking. It's a, a drop that I put in my afternoon water or, or whatever I'm drinking, my beverage. Um, And I really feel like it gives me that boost I need to get over the hump to go through to the evening. So guys, you're gonna have to check this out. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. And that's why I'm excited to partner with them. If you wanna take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free, you guys listen, this is very important. Because this gives you a lot of stuff that you can actually gift to people to get them to try it as well. It's good stocking stuffers. But anyways, let's go back. Try AG1 and you're going to get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2. That's the thing I drop into my beverage in the afternoon. And get five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. This is a great deal, you guys. Go to drinkag1.com understood. That's drinkag1.com understood I want to hear from you about your experience with AG1. Tell me what you think. The holidays are here, which is perfect timing for today's sponsor, OneSkin. With OneSkin's revolutionary approach to tackling skin aging at the source, you can wrap up 2023 with the gift of radiant and healthy skin for yourself or your loved ones. OneSkin products are powered by a groundbreaking peptide, OS1 which has actually been proven in the lab to reduce the biological age of skin by several years, meaning it's not, it not only prevents but slows down skin aging, leaving you with healthier, more hydrated, and glowing skin. One Skin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process they create next level skincare and just in time for the holidays one skin launched their mini bundles which include face and eye topical supplements body lotion and cleanser which all come in a cute travel bag if you're traveling this winter one skin has your mini skincare essentials covered. And if you are gifting this holiday season, OneSkin's mini bundles are the perfect stocking stuffers. For a limited time, our listeners can enjoy an exclusive 15% off OneSkin products by using the code understood when you check out at oneskin.co. That's one oneskin.co. This holiday season, give yourself and your loved ones a head start on New Year's resolutions to swap your skincare for skin longevity. Now, you guys, I've been using one skin for a month and I'm not even exaggerating when I tell you people are asking me what I use on my face. I was getting my makeup done today, as a matter of fact, for a black tie event. And my makeup artist said, what have you been doing? The only thing I've been doing differently is using one skin. I love their products. I love how they feel. And now it seems after a month, people are actually noticing. Um, I use the one under my eye. I use the face one. And now that I have this travel kit, which by the way, is completely adorable, uh, totally appropriate for traveling with. And I'm going to be ordering some for others for stocking stuffers. It is like, I'm now trying the cleanser. I'm now trying the body lotion and I just love it. I'm not kidding you guys. You have to try this. So one skin is the world's finest and first skin longevity company. OneSkin Skin addresses skin health at the molecular level, targeting the root causes of aging so skin feels and appears younger. It's time to get started with your new face, eye, and body routine at a discounted rate today. New customers get 15% off with the code UNDERSTOOD at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code UNDERSTOOD. The new year is approaching. Now is the best time to invest in your skin. Age healthy with One Skin. Yeah. Well, I love that you say that. Thank you. Um, But you know what's interesting? I've fired so many PR people because being in the, or living the life that I've had, um, I found that I have hired some PR people to handle certain situations, either do crisis management, which I know you do a little bit of, and we're going to get to that in a minute, but either that, or to get me pressed on certain things that I know I have coming up. Or if I'm trying to change the narrative a little bit on things to help me kind of go that way and get me certain press for that, if I'm working on something in particular to say I want some press. But I've always found because I've gone through so much since I was in a crisis of sorts, since I was a name in in the public, I know how to reach anyone myself. I also know how to be aggressive. I know, you know, how to steer the narrative. I know what you need to do to get in front of the narrative. And it's interesting because a lot of PR people are younger people that have never been through something like that or don't know anyone like that. And so I've always found that I probably would have been great as someone giving advice for that. But I never found anyone who could kind of get the press that I could get, right, or um, that knew how to handle situations. And I think it really takes a special person that really gets it, who's hungry, who sees, um, you know, curving the narrative and creating the narrative somewhat for someone is so important. And if there's a problem, if there's a situation, a scandal, or something's happened and they don't like how they're coming out in the media or, or what, you know, you Google them and stuff comes up, um, you know, it, it really affects your reputation, whether or not it's smoke and mirrors and it's not true. But perception is reality now. It's not like it used to be. That, you know, you could, it was like facts that created a story. It's like perception really is what it's all about. And I think that's what's really important with a good PR person.
1: Well, I think whether you're famous or not, um, you know, if you're famous, obviously the people, the media are coming to you. So you don't need somebody to go eat the yeah. you know, the media. I think at that point, it comes to having a PR person is kind of like a manager. It's helping to weed through the bullshit and vet out what's going to work and what's not going to. And, OK, if we comment here, where's that going to lead to? If we do a story here, what's that going to lead to? So it's kind of more of the strategy in that, per, you know, in that mindset.
0: They say time waits for no one and neither should payday. To keep your money moving in the direction of your dreams, get Earnin. Earnin is the app that's helping millions of Americans to feel self-sufficient without falling into debt traps. Earnin gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. All you have to do is download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck, then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers. With that extra money you get from Earnin, you could do a special night out, a last-minute gift for a loved one. Take an unexpected trip to the vet and not feel bad about it. So, download EarnIn today, spelled E A R N I N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the EarnIn app, type in understood under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Understood under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max and pay period max see earnin.com t o s for details earnin is a financial technology company not a bank bank products are issued by evolve bank and trust member fdic picture this you're hanging out in your favorite spot headphones on and the world around you just fades away when listening to dipsy stories you're immersed in a fantasy world full of hundreds of sexy stories Dipsy is an app designed for women by women, full of sexy, short audio stories. You can discover stories about second-chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and the best part in the library is always growing with new content released every week. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or even heat things up with a partner. My th- favorite thing about Dipsy are the soothing sleep stories. They really, uh, you know, get you going at night, but they're really relaxing. The voice on them is super relaxing. I'm telling you, you guys have to try this out. You're going to love it. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com understood. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash understood understood.
1: Um, but yeah, you know, perception is reality. I could put out an article right now. I could put out 10 articles right now, which I can do. And I could put out 10 articles that says, Rachel, I don't know, Rachel killed the guy. And, you know, you Google your name and the top 10 stories are that you just killed somebody. People are going to think you killed somebody. And I guarantee every media article you do, they're going to ask you, hey, did you kill someone? And, you know, all of a sudden it becomes part of this narrative that you don't want. So, I mean, I always say there's two people don't mess with is your lawyer or your publicist. But also like, you know. I think PR really is all about you know that storytelling. It's not so much getting the media because if you are big already, you can get the media. You're on tour, you can get media. It's all about, okay, what should I and shouldn't I say? Should I go on this show? Shouldn't I go on this show? What's the purpose of me putting out a news article? Is it just for 15 minutes of fame? Or is this like, I'm going to do a story about how I'm a mom and that's going to lead to me in three months doing a mom endorsement or putting out my own mom product. So that way I should Some backup credibility. So, you know, I think PR, like you, you know, we do so many different things, but Mm -hmm. I think in your case, you know, you needed somebody that really would help strategize rather than get the media. Because again, you could call up that, and that's not fun for me. You don't need me at that point to call up the media. You can call up the editor.
0: But I think what you're saying is so good. A good PR person should be someone who really is helping you strategize. Because so many times people, want to speak so much, right? Like they want to tell their side of the story or they they want to respond and they're um, reactionary to a lot of things that are going on. And knowing from being in my situation, sometimes it's best to wait a beat to, yeah. to pick and choose who you're going to do those interviews with and have someone like you to say, wait a minute, but when you speak, you don't have to address all this stuff and criticize people. You can. We have to narrow it down, know what our message is, and target the right people. You don't have to do 50 interviews. You can do three major ones on a podcast, on TV, radio, and you cover the gamut of everyone. You could do a funny one, a serious one, you know, whatever it is. And I think it's so good to have someone um, that knows you. That's the other thing. You have to almost talk to your PR person like a therapist. Like They need to know everything about you, don't you think? So that you I, know I, how I to handle cl- everything. I have, clients,
1: really. I have clients. I had a client back, and this was about five years ago, called me, and he's like, Zach, and this is at three in the morning. He goes, Zach, I, I really don't want to live right now. And I was like, why don't you talk to your wife that's in bed next to you? And he's like, Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. But I mean, we really do become like family. And that's why, like, at least my clients and me, we hang out, we go out. It's not just business. And the thing is, once you're, you know, you know, somebody inside and out, you trust that person. And it's trust both ways because you don't want a yes person either. You don't want somebody that's going to say, Yeah, go talk here. Yeah, go do this. Go endorse that because that's not going to help you. You want somebody that's going to fight you on stuff and be like, you'll be like, Hey, should I go make that appearance there? And they're going to be like, that's not really a good look for you. Don't do it. And you know, a lot of, a lot of celebrities, especially in the celebrity world, as they get bigger and bigger, they have a lot of yes people around them because those yes people are managers and agents that are working off the 10%. So they don't care. Whereas, you know, a publicist is kind of like, Hey, we're getting paid to put you in the right direction. And so I think, you know, not having a lot of yes people is very important to people. Like you want, People that are like your friends that are going to tell you when you're being a, you know, when you're being a bitch or not, you know, you want somebody that's going to call you out.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right. So I don't want everybody to think that most of what you do is crisis management. It's only a portion and you don't need to have a crisis to have a PR person. But I do want to cover a little bit more on this scandal crisis type of subject. I want to discuss the anatomy of a scandal. Because I think it's really interesting to a lot of people and it's important. And by the way, that's what feeds a lot of media cycles, right? So, like, let's talk about Will Smith for one second. If you could get your hands on that, if you were repping him at that time, what would you have done, thought, are you, like, making a phone call immediately after getting everyone at the war table or, like, going on a press tour? Because he decided to be silent, right? What would you do?
1: Honestly, the first time, like anytime I see any story, just to step back for a second, anytime I see any story out in the news these days, as a publicist, I first, my first thing is like, is it real? Is it fake? I don't even know what reality is anymore. So oh. when I saw the Will Smith thing at the Oscars. I was just like, is that, wh- that's got to be planned. There's, you know, right. this is probably a sketch that just went wrong um, or, you know, he went over the top or something, because there's no way when you have that much money and all this stuff that you're just going out there to smack somebody. And so- I still, to this day, think it was a sketch that went wrong. Um, I don't think it was just out of the blue, he went on stage and lost his shit. Um, I think, you know, there's a lot of moving parts there. But going to what you just asked, um, Will Smith, I think, you know, he did the right thing. That's what I would have told him to do, too. I would have said, stay silent, let this, you know, the heat kind of lower down and then kill him with comedy which is what he's doing now. And you see what Jada's doing now. You know, she can blast him as much as she wants. She can do all this. But what he's doing is what he does best. What do we know? Will Smith, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, comedy, right? Right. And so as long as he can- People
0: innately like him. Right. I mean, they're going to continue to like him.
1: Don't give them a reason to not like you. So if him speaking out about stuff is going to just, you're not going to please everybody. And he knew that. And his team knew that. So stay silent. And then when the time comes and it lowers down, then speak out. And you saw, as it went forward, more stories came out about Chris Rock and came out all these other stories about, okay, he was bashing Jada before and all this other stuff. And it turned into this whole story where Will doesn't even have to comment. He's got, you know, all these people that are supporting him. Then he comes out with some comedy and you love him again. And now he's got movies and everything again.
0: Right. It almost seems like the only time he... People are on the path of not liking something in his life is when it's related to Jada. I think that she's has caused a lot of issues with being either too open or kind of humiliating him a little bit here and there. And you would think they have a PR person that works with the two of them. Clearly doesn't seem like they do.
1: Or the or the thing is, Jada's PR person is like, hey, let's just tell the world everything, because I mean, I know way too much about Jada right now than I care to know. Um, And why? Because it's in my face. And, you know, whether it's promoting her Red Talks table or whatever else she's doing. I mean, that Oscar thing really, you know, the first time Will went on that show on her show you know their viewership went way up i'm sure their sponsorship went way up so i mean there was money still to be made on the back end and her talking and talking i mean we're talking about it right so she's doing something right and if that's her strategy and that's her pr's team strategy great now is it long-lasting? Who knows? Will people be more annoyed at her, and then Will comes in, and now all of a sudden Will's the good family comedian guy? Maybe she's just doing it so that she takes the hate and he gets all the like because she knows his projects are going to bring in more money and everything for their household and everything else than she would. Who knows?
0: Very interesting. Okay, let's talk about Britney Spears. So I was Obviously. just on her. I just was on her Instagram yesterday or this morning. Just to see what the hell she's doing. And she's uh, what I'm always interested in is how she remains so sexual. I mean, why is she flailing around in these, you know, in hardly anything? And now she has her, I think it's her publicist behind her, that guy Cade, um, dancing with her and What would you do? I mean, what, what's your suggestion to Brittany?
1: I mean, she should have got a knife uh, endorsement before she did the knife thing. That would have been great. Um, (laughs) somebody really missed the mark there. Um, (laughs) But uh, if I was in Britney's shoes and I was her PR team, honestly, stick to the music right now. I mean, this, the book just sold. The book went wild. The You know, everybody likes it. She's in everybody's good graces now. People understand, you know, obviously she has some mental health issues. There's something there, you know. Um, but I think she should really just go back to the music. I would start, you know, recording more, doing some more stuff like she did with Elton John before um, and getting people's, you know, viewpoints on the music and away from this. craziness that she's kind of you know turned herself into from maybe she's
0: really not maybe she's really not capable of that
1: and that's the thing is maybe you know when she was on her medication when she was you know under all that maybe that was better for her and maybe that was you know more controlling of you know her symptoms i don't you know i don't know what she has and everything but obviously you know this is like you know This could either end two ways. One is she's going to go totally wild and it's going to end in another celebrity death or it's going to, you know, she's just doing this to get a lot of attention because now she's like breaking free and she comes out with a new album and all her fans love it and she's a wild person. I mean, hey, look, Miley Cyrus went wild for one of her albums and it, it helped her, right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And people love uh, her. uh,
1: From a wrecking ball.
0: (laughs) Yes, right. And people love her. You know, the thing with Britney is if she's mentally unstable so much that she can't do music, there are some other things I think she really could do that's very obvious. Like she could get um, a deal with a hair extension company (laughs) or a bathing suit company, um, you know, because she's always in a bathing suit. Or like she's always, she always has her, you know, her very suitable brown pumps, you know, maybe some shoes.
1: I like, mean, there's so much. She's a, she's a walking like you. She's a walking brand. And even if she's doing these crazy videos, I mean, they're getting a lot of clicks and views. So I mean, right. if she uploads it to the right social channels and you know, kind of takes some knives and swings it around, then right. go buy my knife for the holiday. I mean, lots of money to be made.
0: I love that. I think that would have sold really well. Um, okay, Brittany, if you're listening, you should contact <laughs> Zach because he's we'll got a lot of that, All
1: three <laughs> of us, uh, three way duet. <laughs> Okay. Um, all right. Kanye. Yeah. Uh, Kanye needs to just shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, honestly, I've I, I, you can Google my name as well. I've had some run-ins with uh, Kanye in the past. Um, okay. he, he's tried to go after some of my clients and I've just, you know, his legal team and all that. I've just kind of told them, you know, there's better things that he could be doing with his time and money uh, than fighting some wars that he's fighting. Yeah. Um Honestly, what are these, what
0: are these like publicity stunts he has going with this new wife where he's like, I
1: I don't know what's reality, what's not. And at the beginning, when he was doing all this stuff with Kardashian and everything before, I was like, okay, this is just Kanye, you know, everything he touches is going to turn to gold, like, you know, his fashion and everything. But then he started going anti-Semitic. He started going like way across the line that you draw, you, you cross And I'm like, all right, this is actually somebody that has, again, some kind of, you know, mental issue going on. And it's kind of plays into a lot of celebrities that, uh, when you get to a certain point and you make enough money, you think your shit don't stink, and you mm-hmm. think you could just do anything you want to do, and you don't know where the line is. Um, you know Bieber back in the day crossed that line a couple times, and finally, you know he found himself. Some people mm-hmm. don't find themselves. So I think Kanye, honestly, if I was again in his position right now, I'd shut up. I'd go away for a little bit and then start doing some charity stuff. Start doing some feel good stuff. Start, stop talking, stop giving these interviews and making these comments and going on, you know, a Donald Trump Twitter rant, kind of just put yourself down a little bit and, you know, then come back and do what you do best, which is music. And put out there and talk through your music if you want. But, you know, some people, they, they they don't listen. Not everybody listens and everybody has their own path. And, uh, you know, for all I know, we're the the joke. And in 10 years from now, he comes out and he's like, ha see, everything I said was right. And you guys were all wrong.
0: Yeah, you'll, we, we only will find out after the fact. That's right. Okay, one more. Ariana Grande. We see now that, or from what we're seeing, it looks like she broke up the family of SpongeBob. Right. What's that story? You know, what do you think about that? How would you fix that? Or is it is it something we should even be fixing? I mean, this is a girl that can do whatever she wants.
1: I mean, I don't care. Do you care? I don't I mean, care
0: either.
1: No. I, at the end of the day, I mean, she can marry, date whoever she wants. I think, you know, her history shows she goes from, you know, she goes in and out of relationships very quick. Yeah. Um, she's a, you know, she's an artist. So she's a creative. And uh, yeah, I mean, did she break up? It takes two to tango, no matter what.
0: Totally. Oh, no, I'm not just blaming her. Clearly, you know, it takes no, two it... to tango. But she does, the only reason I ask is she has a really young audience. And right. so she, you know, makes a statement to them of how relationship should be or how her, her actions should be. Do you even think she needs a crisis PR person or she doesn't even see it that way? She's just like, I'm living my life. I don't really give a shit. what people. She
1: probably doesn't even see it as a crisis. I think she just sees it as living her life. Um, I think the media is looking for headlines and clickbait and they'll do whatever they can to kind of like throw it. You see this with a lot of, you know, gossipy websites. They'll throw like four or five headlines out there and try to get a rise out of somebody. And it's like anything. If I, if I, if I put out a story right down and said, Rachel said this bad thing. You have two things. You could either ignore it, it goes away, or you could respond to it and now you're turning it into a story. So a lot of these media outlets are just baiting these celebrities like her to say something and do something so that way they can further feed their audience and their story. Um I think she's just living her life though. Um I at this point, you know, just stay out of the public eye, don't make comments, do what you're doing and uh you know, people will concentrate on your next project. But again, she might be trying to break away from her young audience, you know, she might be, trying to I'm do sorry. a modern Cyrus and being like, I don't want to be a Disney cookie cutter anymore. I want to be, you know, I, I, I go through relationships. I cheat. I do this, that. Like, who knows? You know, so maybe it's part of it too.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I understand that. Um, You know, incidentally, I'm curious about your opinion. We're talking about celebrities right now, real people that have done real things to get real mentions. Why is America and, and the world obsessed with reality stars. Like what is, in your opinion, why do you think they're more obsessed with reality and Bravo TV stars in particular, more so than even real celebrities that have worked their whole life for their career?
1: Well, first thing, there's no such thing as reality. I'll break the barrier down for your audience. Everything is scripted to a point. Everything is planned. Every position that somebody is in has, you know, is planned out. Nothing is just off the cuff. I mean, some reactions might be if in a certain situation, but a lot of it is fake. So don't believe everything you see. It's a show. It's there to entertain you. That's why it's on TV. Why are people obsessed with it? I think it's just an escape from our own reality. Um, You know, you could be bored at home and your husband's not paying attention to you or you're having a tough time through work and you want to see other people, whether it's other people fail, other people succeed, other people's issues. Because if you can see that happening to somebody else that's, quote unquote, a reality star, then you're like, oh. Maybe I'm pretty good in my situation. Or it's something also to just talk about with your friends. Maybe you've run out of things to talk about and it's like the the gossip, you know, why has The Bachelor been on air for all these years? It's because people are living, you know, this false narrative of what love is. Meanwhile, imagine you you were in the dating world and you were kissing, you know, 10 different guys in the same night. What would people be saying about you, right? That's not reality. (laughs)
0: Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. Um, okay, who is your dream cl- client?
1: Dream client. Um, well, these I love working with entrepreneurs. We work with a lot of companies that have come off of Shark Tank and other shows. I love working with people that have a passion for what they're doing. Um,
0: that's actually so- what I was going to ask you. Do you prefer? Because I think it's it really is commendable to find someone that has potential and say. I can make you into something. We, I can work with what you have. You already are something, but I want everyone to know about it. I can do that. As opposed to someone like George Clooney, who it's like, if he was your client, okay, so he can get himself in anything to get him in Vanity Fair and an exclusive cover of Vanity Fair. Big deal, right?
1: That's And it goes back to what you said before. Once they're big enough, they have the media coming to, t- to you. And at that point, it's more maintenance and making sure everything is still moving along. But yeah, my passion is taking somebody like I took a client before who, you know, he's a U.S. war veteran. He literally got blown up in Afghanistan. And he came back, he started a company, and we took him from making a million dollars to a $100 million through PR, media, you know, partnerships and all this. So being able to look back after three years and being like, hey, we just changed this person's life. This person just grew. And watching that happen is You know that's where my fire, that's where my passion, and those are the people I like working with. So yeah, if somebody is very passionate about what they're doing, I don't care if they're rich or not, or you know, famous anything. I mean, I've worked with the top dogs and the low dogs. Uh, Mm -hmm. At this point, uh, you know, it's the people that have a path forward and are open to ideas. Um, I don't want to work with somebody, and I fired people as well, like clients of mine that are like, "This is how it's going to be. I'm going to get these shows. That's it. I don't want to do anything else." It's like. Well, then the studio will give you their publicist that'll do one or two emails for you. You don't need, you know, a day-to-day.
0: Right, right, exactly. Okay, so we were, we were talking before that it's not just all about crisis management. You said you like to work with entrepreneurs. I want to get some tips from you for um, how people that are, that are starting to build their brand, that have a brand, that want to do something more, maybe are on a budget, can't afford someone like you. What can you suggest for, for them to get started and to really get out there?
1: Well, everybody can do PR. Like you said, you can do it yourself. So I always tell people, like, the first thing I always ask any of my clients is, you know, the five-finger rule is find five things that relate to you that have nothing to do with what you are doing. So you like yoga, you like charity, you know, you like, I don't know, whatever else. Um, Pick out five things. And for each of those five things, go on Google. Find the top ten outlets for each one of those five things. So the top ten yoga magazines or media outlets, the top ten... you know, charity things that relate to whatever charity find that list. Now you have 50 things, 50 outlets for each one of those find, you know, 10 different reporters at each outlet, get their email, go on a creeping spree, go find their Instagram, their Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever it is, make a whole Excel sheet of all these different things. And, you know, yoga, this magazine all these editors or writers and what you do is you then form your pitch hey i'm so and so this is what i'm about this is what i'm doing this is how this ties into that and send out those emails blast it come up with a fake email say your name is you know mike at you know rachel.com whatever right i'm the publicist for rachel meanwhile it's just you blast it out play your own publicist And hopefully out of those 50 people that you're caught 50 outlets times, you know, the 10 on each, hopefully one or two get back to you once you get the one or two do the interviews, do the feature, then use that link to go back to all of them again and say, hey, we just did this. We'd love to talk more in depth. And you kind of build your own brand further and further up. So, I mean, you could do that on your own or, you know, you come to a company like us if you can budget it and we plan it out three months, four months, five months, a year, whatever it is, and get you the media because we have those. It's pretty much you're paying us for the strategy and the contacts Uh uh, our time. And we'll do it for you. Or, um, luckily, a I'll, I'll, I'll little plug here is our uh, to show how fake some media can be. Is we start, we just launched a platform about a year ago um, where we have about 500 different media outlets where, and this is all real news that you can come and from any budget, from a thousand dollars to you know fifty thousand to seventy five thousand dollars, you can have a story written about you on any of these media outlets. For a pay to pay kind of thing. So you want to be on Rolling Stone and Rolling Stone saying that you are the best singer, Rachel? All right, for three, four thousand dollars, we can get that done. And so look for things like that where you can just be like, okay, maybe I don't need a whole strategy. I just want a whole one article that talks about how I'm amazing. Great. Let's do it. Let's do one article. But
0: are those I've always wondered about that. Are those in a section that says advertisement or paid advertising? No. So no. no one knows. No.
1: No one knows. So that's the thing is like, you got to be careful too. a lot of people that get featured. Look, if it says contributor, look, if it says ad, look, if it says sponsored, if it says that pretty much, it's like buying a, you know, an advertising page somewhere, yeah. but A lot of writers, and this is off the record here, well, on the record with you, but a lot of writers during COVID, you know, got cut. A lot of writers, you know, aren't getting paid. AI has come in and replaced a lot of writers. So Mm -hmm. for the right cost and the right price, people will push your story ahead of others. And that's not to say that they're doing something wrong, but you just figure like, you know, somebody at Vanity Fair is getting, you know, tens of thousands of pitches a day. Now, if I throw a little bit of money that way, or maybe I give them another story of another client of mine and be like, hey, I'll give you a story with George Clooney. If you right. throw three of my other clients in, they'll say, okay. And you kind of leverage and you work that way. But there's always a way. If you have money, you can get anything done. That's why it's always funny seeing, you know, if you if you, if you got lots of money, you can get the media to say whatever you want. That's why right. you don't believe the media. Don't believe reality TV. Don't believe the media. Always.
0: Well, that's a very good point that you said, because I think people really think that if a journalist writes that that it's fact, they don't know how to decipher what, you know, opinion from fact and also things that are being paid. Um, to go back really quickly to what you were saying before about how people can pretend to be their PR person for themselves, I mean, we now know from some documentaries and things about even Donald Trump that he used to do that. He would impersonate um, other people as his own publicist and clearly like him or hate him, we see that it did work for him because he became the president of the United States after all that happened. So I think that that was very interesting and it does work for some people.
1: But I think as, as we go forward, you know, as much as, you know, we can, you know, the media, sometimes you can't say if it's, you know, opinion or fact, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, I think where the reality sets in and what a lot of people need to realize is you need the media. The media doesn't need you. You Mm -hmm. need, Them to get you the word out to spread whatever message or branding about yourself So it doesn't matter if what they're writing is fake or opinion or paid for or whatever At the end of the day, you need them They're a channel like you need instagram to brand as you need other social things to brand you need the media And it's when people start getting on their high horse where they're like, I don't need the media Well, how are you going to promote that film? How are you going to promote that music? How are you going to get the word out to people? If you don't have the social channels, you don't have the media, nobody know about you, right?
0: Right, exactly. You talked about how you have the ability to sort of create something out of nothing. I want to talk about Chesney Magot. Because that, I think, is an example of that, right? But also, before you get into that, you know, I think I've seen on Netflix or something shows where they take three people and they decide to make them famous. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, and they just see if it's possible to pick someone with a look, a personality, and if you give them all the tools, if they can become famous. So tell people what Chesney Magoda is, how you came up with that, how that became so popular
1: Oh, that that was uh and a lot of my uh, friends in nashville that are actually real musicians and clients they they hate this because they're like dude we've been working for 10 plus years and you were able to do this in a second so chesney mcgoat for people that don't know is i can't sing i i am tone deaf i am terrible happy is as far as i go um i was in the studio with a client of mine and i was just making a joke saying i wish i could sing because if i could sing i'd make myself famous and the producer said dude I can make you sound good. I was like, no way. So he's like, yeah, let me prove it to you. So we recorded a song, terrible vocals, by the way, but a lot of auto-tune and all this. And we came up with this song and I said, you know what? I'm going to prove to people that without any talent, I am worse than any singer out there. I can make myself famous within three weeks. I can get on the top of the charts around the world within three weeks. And so what I did is, I was like, but I don't want people to know it's me because if they know it's me, they're gonna know it's PR and it's a PR yeah. stunt, and everything like that. So I had a client of mine that does costumes and stuff. They created this big giant goat mask for me, kind of like a mass singer. Mm-hmm. And I went on, I, I, I was like, okay, I'm a goat. What's the first thing to connect with people? It's charity. So I was like, you know what? I have good relationships with PETA. We're gonna save the goats. Doing goat yoga is actually bad for goats, believe it or not. That's a real fact. It hurts the goats. They actually kill the goats after they're not cute anymore and they can't do it. It's really bad. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I was like, you know what? That's a good cause that people don't know about. But a lot of celebs do goat yoga. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to, you know, threaten a lawsuit against all the celebrities that have done goat yoga before. So I did Chloe Kardashian, Maren Morris, um, who was it? Kevin Hart, other people. And all of a sudden, that was the headline making news chesney mcgoat sues chloe kardashian for doing goat yoga well and it was only for five thousand dollars and it was like okay but there's your clickbait title that every news outlet wants to talk about because it's not something you read every day Somebody suing right. somebody for doing goat yoga
0: so and then you're they're like who's chesney mcgoat and then they see that you have a song
1: Well, the song wasn't out yet. The thing Ah. was, I was just building the credibility of who Chesney was, that he's a real Ah, person. And so then, you know, Chloe's posting it on her Instagram. All these people are talking. And Chesney's Instagram page is going up by the tens of thousands. All this stuff is going. Then I dropped the song. And after I dropped the song, I said, all the profits are going back to, you know, helping, you know, the goats, which they did. Mm -hmm. And. We put the song out and the song started charting. We, I think it was number six in the U.S. on the country charts, number one in Canada, number... Who, who the, wrote
0: the song? How did you even get a song that was good?
1: The the producer, he had a song uh, that he wrote and everything uh, with two other people and the song came out. And then I finally took off the mask, you know, a couple weeks later after the song died down. Because like any news story, any scandal or anything... It'll eventually die down. And so after the two-week mark, I took the mask off. I was doing a performance at Soho House. And I was going on TV with this goat mask on, like lip-syncing again, you know, to a track. So all these news channels are putting me on, interviewing me like I'm, you know, some singer guy. Mm-hmm. And finally, I took the mask off. And I'm like, hey, if I can do it, so can you. Follow your dreams kind of thing. And then all of a sudden, the song started charting again because... You know, it got picked up everywhere in the media that this was all just kind of a stunt. So, but it it goes back to if you have the right story. Now, I'm not telling everyone to go sue people and everybody to be crazy and wild. But think about the idea. When you're reading the news, when you're going through your Instagram, what are you stopping on and reading? If it's something that's just boring and normal and traditional, you're not going to read it. But if it's something that's out there and exciting and all that, hey, I'm going to stop and I'm going to read that. I'm going to share it with my friends. It's so dumb that I'm going to share it. And that's how you get people talking. So it's the PR comes in where you're telling the story about something in an exciting way for people to pay attention.
0: Right. I love about you that you think outside the box and you have this no bullshit approach to what PR is and how to do it and how to get it. Um, Tell people about your books. I think you've written two books, right, about
1: this topic. Yeah, I got one here. See, shameless plug. Always be ready. Um, always be branding. Um, yeah, I uh, I, uh, I wrote a book, just a quick uh, 43 or so pages. The second edition, I think 70 pages. Um, so you can read it while you're on the toilet, quick and easy. Um, and it's just how to get yourself out there, how to think outside the box, what to do to tell your story, um, all the different aspects of what goes into to PR. And uh, I figured people won't just believe me. So I picked the brain of Mark Cuban, Jordan Belfort and David Meltzer, all people that have started and done, you know, different things in their worlds and uh, brought their advice in with my advice. And we put it out into a book and uh, won some awards, sold a bunch of copies. its It's been wonderful. But again, when you have a publicist doing your PR, I mean, right. anything anything's possible.
0: Right. That's right. Um, is it a misconception that all press is good press, even negative?
1: Um, depends. Um, I think there. you can always turn a negative into a positive. Um, it might not be right away. It might be over time. Um, scandals will always come. The bigger you get, people will always try to bring you down. That's just life. For some reason, that's just how people are. But um, but as long as you're not like doing something illegal and you're not uh crossing, I think, like anti-Semitic lines like Kanye or somebody like that, I think uh, you know, let the haters hate. They're gonna be passionate. The people that hate you, they're following your every move. They're wow. the ones that are giving you attention, they're the ones that are, you know, giving you numbers and clicks and all that. So, I mean, it's not bad, but I think it's just how you word it and when you comment and when you don't comment and how you kind of use that to your advantage. So If you were in an abusive relationship and that came out, okay, right then and there, maybe you don't want to comment on it. But maybe a year later, two years later, you're going to speak to other women or other people and you're using it as part of a cause or something. And it's helping, you know, push you forward with your life and, you know, where you see yourself going. Um, There could be positives with whatever comes
0: out right okay so everybody who's listening I think it's really important I think it's very obvious that you don't have to be a celebrity you don't have to have a huge brand already in place anyone can uh you know benefit from having a PR person to help you get your story out to help you steer your story and to even if you just try it for a little bit it probably will you know get you in the right motion and then you could potentially do it on your own by reading your book where can people find you uh, if they want to contact you?
1: Just Instagram uh, or Google. I mean, just anywhere, Zach pepperman anywhere. Just, you know, if you want to find somebody, you can find them. So if you want to find me, look up my name and you'll find me.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us today. I think this has been really uh, insightful for a lot of people. I know it's been for me. I'm going to talk to you after this because I think uh, I want to try you out for a month. So everybody, let's see. How much you know more? You hear of me in the next couple months because of Zach's help. We'll we'll see what no happens. more
1: scandals. No scandals though.
0: <laughs> no scandals. Only positive stuff. Um, all right, Zach. Thank you so much. Thank you.